Yeah, I guess I guess real quick, I'll, I'll talk about some books that I'm reading. Just to be on light enough. Where are we at? Forty five minutes. I'll probably go another forty five or so. I always um I always get nervous when I do my before my podcast because I make a list of shit that I want to talk about and um it, it's it's like it's one of those things where like okay the first couple subjects you kind of struggle to be like oh have I really read up on this or that I need to spend more time looking into that blah 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 but then after that I just basically just filled out a list with a couple few dozen things of stuff that I'm already um that I already am pretty, you know, have a strong opinion or strong understanding of. And then, you know, you just fill out with the two or three subjects that you happen to, uh, that you happen to research a little bit more before you start talking about it. You know, so it it actually works. And I kind of like that just leaning more into stuff that is a little more natural and more naturally elicits a response as opposed to needing to talk about something that's, um, quote unquote, supposed to be important or something that's part of the discourse and the zeitgeist and shit. Because a lot of that shit is just theater. It's just, you know, it's it's, it's theater. It's just there to keep your attention um, until the next uh, real plot point, you know what I'm saying, happens or the real next, you know, major event. And, you know, whatever, it serves a purpose. There's people making a living off that. There's information and insights that do come from that. I'm just not interested in it. I'd much rather just get the, you know, quick notes downstream from the people who really fucking watch that shit. Like, when it comes to, like, political debates and 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 political ads and shit like that like yeah those things are important not just creating them but analyzing them and the impact that it has on people but i'm just somebody who i just prefer to focus more on reading into what the actual results of policies will be and what the actual like effect of stuff is and it's like that's just shit that's just not going to come through in the theater you know in the in the performance and whatnot like even if a politician brings up that point or whatever it's about serving you know what i'm saying your opponents and shit it's not about um yeah it's more so about it's more so about feeding the fucking masses and shit feeding into the performance and shit um and i'm just i just i just can't really fucking deal with it it's just it's just too boring for me um but in any case yeah let me talk about some books that i'm reading real quick just kind of break this thing up um so books that i'm reading i don't read too many books these days, or I've never actually know the truth is I've, I haven't actually read like a fuck ton of books. I have books that I've most of the books that I've read I I really love and I have a pretty good memory of them, but I haven't read that many books. You know what I'm saying? I've probably read much more like articles and um, like research papers and shit and 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 different things like that uh, online and whatnot than an actual book. But as far as books that I'm reading. One that I've had for a minute, or two that I've had for a minute, and and still haven't quite finished, but it's uh, I'm gonna start back on them. Is one is called the Book of Luke. It's Luther Campbell. If you don't know who Luther Campbell was, he was he was the a founding member of a of a of an explicit um, rap group from the late '80s, uh, early '90s, the Two Live Crew, and um, Cotton Candy, Sweet as Go, Let Me See the Tootsie Roll. See that Tootsie? Wait, was that was that Two Live Crew? Oh, yep, it was Two Live Crew. The album was called Boom Banging Ass Bass Mix. But like Uncle Luke was was you know wild as fuck. It was uh you know his nigga from Florida from Miami, and um you know started this explicit rap group rap group, and you know it was very explicit all about you know sex and partying and shit. That's what it was about. 
And, you know, they would be having, he would be inciting, like, or not inciting, he would be, like, encouraging orgies that people have sex in the crowd and whatnot and be having orgies, you know, with other people. You know what's ironic, though? Supposedly, he says, is that in an interview with The Breakfast Club, he said that he never participated in those orgies, that he was always faithful to his wife. Sure. Um, But he says that he never participated in it. He just helped facilitate it for other people. He just kind of liked being that guy. He liked being that guy where shit centers not so much centers around him, but that shit happens because he pulls some strings or he, you know, helps throw his influence, uh, uh, charm or whatever around. And it's like, it's, um, yeah, I've, I've really only gotten towards the beginning of his book, but I can already tell that he's a very insightful, intelligent dude because he just doesn't talk about like sex and debauchery and just having fun and shit. He actually really talks about, um, you know, how, like, like, like speaking to people's experiences and what really motivates them, but then also understanding deeper, like, the, uh, segregation and discrimination that's present in a major urban city, uh, diverse urban center like Miami and the history of it. And, and he has a really good grasp of, of different subjects and how they, and how they, uh, interweave one another. So the book of Luke, Luther Campbell, two live crew, Uncle Luke, forever. And then there's uh, Hitler's Beneficiaries. Now, that one, I've gotten through most of it. And it's, it's, a, it's a little dry read. It's by uh, Goats Ali or Ali. Goats Ali. But it's uh, basically what it is. It, it gets more into the, um, the economic and administrative details of, of Hitler's Germany, of Nazi Germany, and how they, and how they, and basically just how they managed the uh, things on the economic side and whatnot. Um, because a lot of the grimier details about the violence and the genocide and everything, that's more or less common knowledge. Um, but the grimier, but the, the, the grittier, drier details of like the economic policies and how propaganda was used and how bureaucracy was, um, organized and whatnot is also very fascinating because oftentimes a lot of people who are, you know, left wing or whatever, or just, or just people in general on either side of the aisle, when they think about Nazis or they think about fascists or just people who are these uh you know uh, extremely racist extremely bigoted and very xenophobic and whatnot it's oftentimes just to be like oh that's a mental deficiency or that's just because they're stupid or that's because they're not sophisticated and it's like no there's plenty of just like there's plenty of progressive and left-wing people who are quote-unquote on the right side of history but are in the moment very intolerable and very intolerant and just sometimes just fucking stupid like when you ask them to show their work about how they came to their conclusion about shit a lot of them don't really have much they just kind of went with what was popular or what they you know what sounds cool but don't know actually what to do about it with it <laughs> um there's plenty of sophisticated intelligent nazis that are very well organized know how to run the you know business and everything and know how to you know what i'm saying uh um get their point across covertly you know what i'm saying so it's like do not ever underestimate your fucking enemies Okay, don't don't underestimate your enemies and don't overestimate your own readiness either. You know what I'm saying? I see that's a mistake that, that that's that's just a human mistake that can happen. You know what I'm saying? Anybody's ego can, can get the best of them. So it's always a good reminder to uh you know <laughs> to, to be putting that thing in check. So Hitler's beneficiaries, Galt's Alley, um the drier, more administrative, bureaucratic and economic uh policies and arrangements that sustained Nazi Germany. Then there's uh, satiristas, uh, comedians, contrarians, raconteurs, and um, what's this last one? Bulgarians. 
by Paul Provenza and Dan Dion. Or Dion. Dion. And um, as the name implies, they, they talk to a lot of um, comedians and writers and whatnot, a bunch of different minds. And, um, and basically just, you know, just more or less chat with them. What does comedy mean to them? Why do they do, you know, comedy? And, and um, it's really insightful. And even though the responses are really short, they fit in, uh, you know, over 50, I think, comedians, I think, in here, 40 to 50 or so. And so the, and so they're not, none of the interviews are especially lengthy, but they're very insightful because it's clear that people, that the, that the, the interviewees feel very comfortable and that it doesn't feel contrived and that also the interviewer and the writers are, have some familiarity with the way that this, of the familiarity with the scene and with what comedy is like and what people who are in this world, how they tend to think and behave. And that's reflected in how comfortable and raw they are in their responses. So I would definitely recommend that as well. Satiristas, comedians, contrarians, raconteurs, and vulgarians, Paul Provenza and Dan Dion forever. And then the fourth one is um is one I'm borrowing from a friend. Or uh, if you happen to hear this, Dorian, I haven't forgot it. Uh, uh, I'm getting pretty close to finishing it, but I have the Watchmen Deluxe Edition uh, graphic novel by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. And um, I've seen the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I love the moral uh I love the moral quandary that's at the center of it. And then of course with the graphic novel that that the film was based off of. There's so many more. The web gets even more tangled and you understand more about each of the characters and their motivations and backstory and the use of different media and, and the, the, the different uh, formats of storytelling that are used in here are you know, phenomenal. This is a classic and I, I would re- uh, recommend it to any and everybody. So Watchmen, Deluxe Edition, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. It's wonderful.